And as the idyllic sounds of chimes waft down from above, we greet you once again for another episode of the Stoutcast Podcast. I'm your beer-guzzling uh, connoisseur, Bob Moffat, and with me today is... Clarence Tedrow. So Clarence and I have known each other since about the age of six or so, and we are happen to be in our hometown of Mariposa, California for this episode, and we decided to do an Imperial Stout podcast today. We decided to lump all of them in all at once, see what we find, see what we like, see what we don't like. Hopefully give you a little better idea of what you might like once you head to the market. Let us start off with the Lagunitas Imperial Stout. It is uh, brewed and bottled by the Lagunitas Brewing Company. Imagine that, Petaluma, California. Uh, IBU 72.45, OG 1.092, alcohol 9.9% by volume. This is not for the faint of heart. We know essentially what it's supposed to be because it says so on the side of the label. Having down this fourth Imperial Stout of the day, the wild-eyed charlatan from Voldvoss Dog Niaki belched and hollered for the Sarzina to enter his chamber and bend herself to his will. The economy was a wreck and revolt was just around the corner. Nicky the Tsar dude was off playing soldier like any pale nobleman with a hemorrhagic skin condition would. Such were the final days of the old empire. Reactionary, decadent, Sputnik, Stroganoff, weird and drunk. But even as the proletariat countryside labored under inhuman conditions and a threat of being sent to a feudal war in the east, they wisely took the time to slam back an imperial stout or two. After all, life can be a real sucka, as they said in the old country. Big, black, bourgeois, bolshoi, belligerent, buxom, and scary. This is our version of the chaotic end of an era in a bottle. Or just call us and there's a phone number. That is what we know about this beer from the bottle. Awesome. Okay. There's some for you, and some for me, and let's swirl that around a little bit. This one's gonna have some caramel to it, almost like a burnt caramel, a little molasses maybe, in the nose at least. Yeah, not too bad. It is not as um, intimidating as you would think. Uh, the first tastes, uh, yeah, sweetness, uh, maybe from the caramel you mentioned. Uh, and then afterwards, though, I think that's kind of where, uh, where the alcohol content hits you. Yeah, it's got a little peppery finish because of the higher alcohol content. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, multi-layered because it definitely has different flavors the more you drink it. And especially when you get more of the, the head that's on there, um, that seems to be where a lot of the sweetness lies and then you get to the actual um, built beer underneath it's quite nice it's well balanced it has a little bit of sweetness has a little bit of a little bit of spirit to it with the alcohol content but all in all i'd have to say good to very good at this point you yeah the the, the scale being excellent very good good fair lousy or whatever other word you want to use for poor uh -huh. um, and then um, wretched abysmal um, undrinkable your thoughts well above those last ones that you mentioned um, I would say it's down to the very good and being a since my background is more in wine I I'm thinking in terms of what would be really good to eat with this and not that it's not a great drinking beer by itself yet I'm also thinking in terms of um, 
like steak or um, something with barbecue sauce in it. So the sugars kind of balance each other out. Okay. All right. I think we're uh, I think we're somewhere around the good, very good uh, area for this one. So nicely done by Lagunitas, which um, a nice, uh, it's a good brewery yeah. out of Petaluma. So let's try the next one, which would be Drake's Draconic. Oh, wow. 22 ounce bottle. Let's describe, while I'm thinking about it, the Lagunitas Imperial. They are very simplistic in the labeling. Uh, red Lagunitas uh, Imperial in larger black font. Uh, with a tan label, um, that's about all there is to it. It um, and there's a dog on the golden lid, which says Lagunitas Brewing Company. So for this one, uh, Drake's has two geese. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Drake's Brewing Company on the cap, East Bay, California, and net contents: 22 fluid ounces, 8.75% alcohol by volume, 40 IBUs out of San Leandro. Oh. The label says you are holding a Drake's Draconic Imperial Stout, a big multi beast of a beer that exemplifies the way we roll here at Drake's. Two roll malt is blended with chocolate malt, roasted barley, and dark crystal malts to make up the grist. Only one hop addition. Warrior for bittering is added so that the abundance of malt in the beer can shine through. Enjoy the dense brownish head, the silky maltiness, flavors reminiscent of licorice, coffee, and chocolate, and slightly dry finish. Here's to those who don't fear the mighty. Established in 1989. Have we poured? No, yeah, yeah. We're, we are pouring. Okay, well, it certainly uh, comes through as promised with the head. Wow, I can really smell that before I drink it. Yeah, it's got a really heavy soy sauce for me. That's a food memory. Maybe a little fish sauce. Something dark and heavily cooked and... Um... So we're looking for licorice and chocolate and coffee. And the first take is of just the whiff, I think, from the aroma from the foam. Yeah. And then the second... All, a lot of flavors come through, and I guess it depends on whether you like to have the those singular flavors jump out at you at once, or if you like them all kind of blended together. But for me, this seems blended together, which m would make it, I think, balanced, would it not? Yeah, because like, um, I think you said it very well, that if you're looking for I, like tasting licorice by itself, I don't get it except for maybe the the black licorice has that, again, that heavily caramelized flavor to it and the if it's chocolate it's dark chocolate again on the on slightly bitter side and I don't get the coffee but like you said blending them all together to one unified yeah it's not bad it's I, different you nailed it I think with the dark chocolate I think that's where I think that's where this beer lives and very different from our our first which was very straightforward, very simple, uh, kind of a one note, but mm -hmm. a one note that we were kind of expecting. This one, we're expecting more because we're promised more, and now we're searching for it. Um, yeah. I, the taste is all right. I'm not, the aftertaste is rather lingering. It doesn't, it do, it's not abrupt, which is kind of how I like mine. Do you like to remember what you were drinking a couple minutes after you got done with it, or do you like it to be done? Um, again, depends. If I'm going to be just drinking the whole glass to myself, then I'm, the long lingering is kind of fun because it's like a constant. You just, you just have to drink water in between to break it up so that your tongue doesn't get too tired. Yeah. 
but if I'm going to be eating food, I'm going to want um, something that's a little shorter of a finish. Okay, so on the range of excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, and abysmal, our thoughts? For me, it's well-crafted, so at least a good. And then for my own personal taste, I'd keep it at good. Um, but I want to respect that it looks like it, it tastes like there was a lot of thought in going into it. So, yeah, good. But I wouldn't necessarily go out and drink it by myself. Well, you've got to consider, you know, not only what are they promising and what are they delivering, which is how I usually try to judge a beer because I mm -hmm. think that's the fairest way to do it. True. I'm not sure that they delivered each one of those in an individual fashion, though they may have delivered it all told. I guess the question is, you know, would I would I want to buy a 22-ounce bomber of this again and try to power my way through it? And I'm thinking probably not. So I'd have to give it a fair. I think fair is a good gauge. Yeah, it seems just. Justice. That's what we're after here at the Stoutcast. All right. <laughs> Let us move on to Stone's Totalitarian Imperial Russian Stout. Go ahead, gaze into the impenetrable wall of darkness in your hand, blah, 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 thumping of your chest. All right, somebody was very, very, very stoned, perhaps, when they wrote this. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, so what do we know about the beer? Do we know anything about the beer? All right, well, the label's cool. It's got kind of a 1980s Max Headroom, Arnold Schwarzenegger skull with a uh, couple of horns coming out of it. Um, cool label, blue, uh, light blue and uh, white and black. 10.6% alcohol in a 12-fluid-ounce bottle. All right, while you're yes, looking... All right, so Clarence is looking up Stone Brewery on his phone, and I'll read you the back of the label. Stone totalitarian imperial Russian stout pours like a cast shadow of murky deep blackness into your snifter. Go ahead, gaze into the impenetrable well of darkness in your hand. This daunting fear creeping into your soul is the abyss staring back. Perhaps you will never overcome its ponderous, pervasive presence. Perhaps you will feel a quickening of your blood, and with heart pumping and thumping in your chest, you'll struggle for headway against the dark beast in your hand. One freedom fighting sip at a time, emboldened that you've unfurled the banner of resistance you'll pour for others, inviting them to join in your righteous fight against oppression. As the darkness in your glass gives way to the light, you'll find yourself relishing the glory of struggle and eventual victory and the right to fight the darkness away. It's something like a Metallica song, but it says nothing about what's in the beer. So. Right off the get-go, I give it an A for literacy. I give it an F for information. Yes, and the one you're looking for specifically is they have a special line, like limited editions. The Woot Stout yeah. is, uh, was fairly well-known and fairly um, well-distributed uh, um, throughout California, at least. And so now this is the follow-up. I, I guess. I have not seen the Stone Totalitarian before now, but we have it now, and we're going to try it. Okay. So we know it's supposed to be dark, which, duh, it's a stout. Yeah, not all stouts are created equally as far as darkness goes, too. This one's a much gentler version of, like, the Dra Draconic. Similar, no, just this doesn't kick you in the head nearly as hard. Yeah. It, it also, though, has 
This is, you know what, you know what this strikes me as? This strikes me as what people consider a stout. This is what people think of. They get a stout, it's thick, it's kind of bitter, and it kind of has that, a little bit of a chalky feel. Uh, it kind of has that aftertaste, and it's why people don't like stouts. I, yeah. I, not knowing what they were going for. Well, also, it's not on nitrous, so it's going to be thinner in viscosity and probably, for me, a little bit, a little more straightforward in the, in the taste. I, um, yeah, there's... I, w I would have to, compared to the other two, I mean, we've had, we've had good mm -hmm. and we've had fair. I, I, I guess it's a fair but I'm being generous because I don't really, I don't really care for the taste. It's got, I think it has a little too much in the way of hops in the aftertaste. Uh -huh. And I'm just not, you know, I mean, we were thinking, we were asking whether, would you drink 22 ounces of the Drake's? Would you, would you drink all of 10.6 ounces or 12 ounces of this? I'd be more inclined to drink only 12 ounces as opposed to whole bomber, that's for sure. I was not particularly impressed with the, uh, the Woot Stout. Uh, from Stone uh, earlier, and I'm not really impressed with this one now. So I, I'm gonna have to give this one a pour. Okay. Um, and I'm a kind, benevolent dictator. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> well, then it's a good thing you got the totalitarian beer. <laughs> then it's right up your alley. No, um, fair. But like, um, would I go out? Am I glad to have tried it? So at least I know what's going on. Yeah. Would I do it again? Meh. <laughs> Meh. Meh. All right, and the final one we have is the North Coast Old Rasputin. Possibly has the best labeling of any of the ones that we've had here today. It has the uh, drawing depiction of Rasputin. Doesn't look particularly old, but it's a, a gold and black label, North Coast Brewing. This is in many, many stores throughout Northern California. Alcohol content 9%. It is a 16 ounce bomber and it's brewed in uh, Fort Bragg by North Coast Brewing. And one thing I know about this beer is that another beer came along, I believe uh, it, was, it was a European uh, brewing company, and it came along and introduced Rasputin. Hmm. Old Rasputin issued them a cease and desist letter. So cease and desist now has a shiny aluminum can. They've got an explanation of why they're now cease and desist instead of Rasputin. And then they take a nice little shot at Old, at, um, old Rasputin and North Coast Brewing by saying, apparently, the owners of that brewery figured you could not tell the difference between the two. We do not think so, but regardless, this is why we are labeled what we are. Yeah. So this is Old Rasputin. I think North Coast Brewing may have, may have done themselves a disservice by not maybe leeching some of the business away from cease and desist because I'm not sure I've ever given a fail or an abysmal mm -hmm. to a stout. This is our 10th, this is our 11th episode. Yep. This beer fails. It is bitter. 
It's sour. I don't want to drink it. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, I'm not sure how they've been in business. And I've had this, now this is not my first sample, but I'm always happy to try the latest just to make, just to see if maybe they improved. Mm -hmm. But I've tried it on tap. I've tried it in the bottle and I'm trying it again here today. I've tried it cold, tried it ice cold. I've tried it lukewarm, I've tried it warm. And it just, it starts out bitter. And then you get that aftertaste that hangs around for a while. And I just, I, I do not like this beer. There's nothing subtle or um, balanced about it. I think you're right. It's, it's bitter. Now, if you're into bitters, this might be your gateway into stouts, even though it's it's a different bitter than IPA, and so no, there's no sweetness to it. There's no no lactic malolactic fermentation, which means there's no milkiness to it, or it's thin. And yeah, I don't know. If it was given for free, yeah, I'd drink it. But and have I purchased it on tap before? Because I, it's the only stout that's there. Yeah. I'd rather drink this than a not stout. But again, that's why you're a co-host. You realize this, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. And in, after, especially tasting the other ones in a row, with like we talked about depth, we talked about sweetness, we talked about mix of flavors, we talked about there's nothing. You're not told what to look for, and you're, and it's just bitter. Maybe they really did follow Rasputin really well. And that maybe he was just a bitter old man. And so this is true to him. How Before he died. How literary of you, my friend. I'll drink Rasputin again sometime in the future, possibly. Yet, it's just it's just there. That's Clarence Tedrow. He hasn't aged since the age of six. <laughs> he does have facial hair now. Hallelujah. And uh, we are at the uh, we are in the gravel courtyard of the alley in Mariposa, California. We were going to meet the uh, man who runs the place, but um, the county fair is going on, and I believe he has children who are um, who have raised animals, and so they are being auctioned off, I believe. Mm -hmm. Or and so he is doing other things, and so we are left to our own devices here, and uh, and are darn glad to have had the experience. So we want to thank you for hanging out with us and. Uh, Mariposa, where right now it's about 85 degrees, and um, we have these giant vines climbing up these old ancient brick buildings that were built back in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, the nice porch behind us. We're sitting in the shade on a on a deck with a rug beneath us and an ancient desk, and we have we have some beer in front of us. And the, here's the thing to remember always when it comes to stouts is that even though I may be like a little extra critical of Old Rasputin, and we may be critical of these. And we're comparing them to other stouts, and but when it comes down to it, for me at least, it's still anything still beats the heck out of an IPA. <laughs> I have to be in your boat. I agree. And with that, we will leave you. And thank you for joining us once again for the Stoutcast for. Your co-host, Clarence Tedrow, I'm Bob Moffat. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you again next time.